This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. Trump on Trial, the Investigation, Impeachment, Acquittal, and Aftermath is the new book by Pulitzer Prize-winning Washington Post journalists Kevin Sullivan and Mary Jordan in collaboration with the Washington Post staff, anchored in fresh reporting and interviews from Washington and abroad. Uh, this book offers a richly detailed, fast-paced narrative of what happened and why, as Donald Trump faced only the third presidential impeachment trial in U.S. history. Among the book's many revelatory scenes, a split-screen account of Trump's fateful July 25, 2019 telephone call with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, with a senior Zelensky advisor passing him notes as the conversation drifts in the direction that aides on both sides had feared. Deeply reported and character-driven, Trump on trial is the first and most definitive portrayal yet of the forces at work in this historic confrontation. The book is also an intimate and immersive study of political power. The people who have it, use it, and abuse it. Among the book's many compelling storylines is the personal feud between Nancy Pelosi, the highest-ranking elected woman in American history, and Trump, the president, who engaged in a relentless social media campaign to rail against the investigation that threatened his presidency and his ambition of a second term. Kevin Sullivan and Mary Jordan are Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists for The Washington Post. A married couple, they were based abroad for 14 years as the Post Co-Bureau chiefs in Tokyo, Mexico City, and London. Sullivan writes about national and international issues. Jordan is a national political correspondent. They are the co-authors of the number one New York Times bestseller, Hope, a memoir of survival in Cleveland, and The Prison Angel, Mother Antonia's journey from Beverly Hills to a life of service in a Mexican jail. Jordan is also the author of The Art of Her Deal, the untold story of Melania Trump. Happy to have Kevin Sullivan and Mary Jordan join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Welcome to this program. Thank you very much. Great to be here. So first off, why this book, Trump on Trial, for you? I think as we head into the election, it basically is an X-ray of Trump's playbook. And we see here, uh, kind of looking at what happened in impeachment, and boy, you know, it wasn't that long ago, but every day there's a new scandal or, you know, so it was worth looking back at what happened in impeachment because it really just shows you um, how Donald Trump operates and chiefly about he often uses a fake story or a conspiracy theory to try to derail or weaken a political rival. And impeachment, I think people forget, was all about Trump trying to weaken Joe Biden. And his, you know, what we saw, what, as we document in the book, Trump was going after Joe Biden from the from you know as early as a couple of years ago with Rudy Giuliani around Ukraine, you know, peddling stories that Biden was corrupt and that uh, Ukrainians had, had interfered in the 2016 election. And, you know, this stuff is just there's absolutely zero evidence for any of this stuff. But, you know, we just you know, the president's fixation on Biden uh, that we document in the book is something that's so relevant now to this election. It's, it's what you know, it's what's driving these guys uh, as we come up to this election in just less than a couple of months. All right, let's start with uh, Giuliani, because you mentioned Giuliani. How did Trump firmly attach himself to his personal lawyer, Giuliani, and his evolving viewpoint on Ukrainian matters? Well, Giuliani, you know, Giuliani was the president's personal lawyer, and he viewed his mission in Ukraine as was kind of like Perry Mason. You know, not only was he going to disprove the, the allegations of the Mueller investigation that, that Russia had something to do with 
with helping Trump, but he was going to pin the he was going to pin the crime on the real bad guy. And in his mind, that was Ukraine. And in his theory, was Ukraine was helping uh, Hillary Clinton and was out to out to hurt Donald Trump. I mean, basically, Giuliani's a lawyer, and he's in court. And Trump is very angry at the U.S. intelligence services who are saying that Ukraine definitely interfered in the 2016 election. So. I'm sorry that that Russia interfered in the in the election. And so, what does the lawyer do? He tries to feed this doubt. Actually, it was Ukraine, and he would go on TV, and he was you know tr- trying to create doubt. And this conspiracy theory was very much fueled by Donald Trump, who actually hated that people said, you know, that he was that he benefited by the fact that Russia interfered in 2016. Chatting with Kevin Sullivan and Mary Jordan, Pulitzer Prize-winning Washington Post journalist. Their new book is Trump on Trial, The Investigation, Impeachment, Acquittal, and Aftermath. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, how did her thinking evolve from March of 2019 when she declared her firm opposition to pursuing impeachment charges against Trump to September of that year and a weekend on September when she changed her mind? Well, you know, as we as we as we show in the book, there, this started on on March 19th when she had uh, a Washington Post reporter in her office, and he asked about impeachment, and she looked him in the eye and kind of pointed her finger at him and said, "Trump is just not worth it." And at the time, she was getting some heat from the far left of her party, who the, who said that Trump had already committed impeachable offenses and they they wanted to impeach him. She was holding the line on that. She's a you know she's a pragmatist and a realist, and she could see that. She said that if they if they wanted to move forward with with impeachment, it had to be something clear that everyone could understand and that even some Republicans could get behind. And over time, she she kind of fended off this this tidal wave. But then when the phone call happened with Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, uh, and there was a whistleblower complaint that said Trump had abused his authority on this on this call, that was that was the she realized she thought that that was finally something that rose to the level of an impeachable offense and she she was ready to go and then just before she was ready to go on on september 24th some of the more centrist members of her party these seven uh, freshmen who all had backgrounds in the military or or intelligence uh, wrote an op-ed that was in the washington post that basically said you know yes we agree that that we should move forward with, with it with this and she had been worried about she had been worried about doing political damage to people like that. And I think that kind of finally gave her though. That was the last straw and she was ready to go. How about Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, another player here? How did he uh, hold off uh, President Trump? You know, as we head into the election, while a lot of people are not talking about impeachment, they are at some of the local races. And I think a lot of voters were upset that it became so partisan. Basically, McConnell and every Republican, even though they were voicing problems with what Trump had done, because after all, this was he was basically saying holding up aid to a country, Ukraine, until they announced that they were investigating Joe Biden for corruption. And, you know, a lot of people thought there was something wrong with that. But. The it was a partisan issue. Democrats all voted for impeachment, you know, very rare exceptions. And McConnell and the senators, of course, it was so partisan that that is now an issue. You see it in the ads for November and in Maine and some other states. And many people say what the upshot 
from impeachment, while it's not affecting right now, at least, uh, the presidential race, it actually could be the reason that the Senate flipped to a Democratic uh, majority. Chatting with Kevin Sullivan and Mary Jordan here on Speaking of Writers. Uh, their book is Trump on Trial, the Investigation, Impeachment, Acquittal, and Aftermath. Another player here that a lot of people might not know of, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman. Who was he? Alexander Vindman was, was three years old when his parents brought him to the United States uh, from the former Soviet Union. He, he, he grew up with that. He, I mean, he, he, his, he, saw, he knew that his parents had suffered under that system, and his parents wanted to get him and his twin brother and a third brother out of that system into the United States that they saw as kind of the beacon of hope for the world. And they raised their kids on real kind of hyper-U.S. patriotism. They, they really celebrated the freedoms that they had in this country. And Vindman and his brother, and the other brother as well, all uh, enlisted in the Army. And Vindman rose to the level of lieutenant colonel, and he was on the National Security uh, Council staff at the White House as a specialist in Ukraine and, and, and Russia. And his brother was also a lawyer at the National Security Council. So the two, these two brothers who were immigrants became real key people in, in the White House. And they had been there uh, during the Obama administration and before, and they were still there during Trump. And Vindman was one of the people who heard about very, who listened to the phone call between Trump and Zelensky. And he was deeply troubled by what he heard. He thought he heard the president of the United States coercing a foreign leader to help with a, with a domestic political problem. And he was deeply troubled by that and reported it. And, and he's the one who really started the ball rolling with the whole whistleblower complaint. Um, you know, and we know how that played out. But the thing, thing that we, we re- report about in the book, too, is that after this whole thing was over, after Trump was finally acquitted, uh, the president went after him. He went after a lot of his the people who had spoken out against him. Including Vindman, he 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 fired Vindman from his job at the National Security Council. Vindman was under so much pressure that he eventually had to retire from the army. And Vindman's brother, uh, who had nothing to do with this other than being a loyal brother, um, was also fired from his job at the National Security Council. So, kind of gets at a little bit of the president's mindset here and the way he went after the people who he saw as traitors to him. In our remaining moments with Kevin Sullivan and Mary Jordan, and the book is Trump on Trial, the Investigation, Impeachment, Acquittal, and Aftermath. You collaborated with the Post staff on this. What was the research process like? In Cats, we, we did an enormous amount. We mined the testimony of the Republicans and the Democrats. Um, we watched the C-SPAN over and over again because we wrote this more like movie script scenes, um, and we wanted to capture... Uh, the dynamic between Pelosi and Trump, which was key, and is, by the way, the re- they still don't talk. They have not spoken um, since October because of impeachment. Uh, and impeachment, um, you know, is living here in Washington. It's one of the reasons we're so paralyzed in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, Trump was so angry that he had been impeached. Uh, not only does he not talk to Nancy Pelosi, but you know that here they won't even get together to to discuss things like the biggest health crisis in a century. So another reason to look back at why this happened: the President of the United States got on the phone and asked a foreign country to announce that they were investigating Joe Biden for corruption, even though that the over there they were saying there's no evidence of this. And he was holding up aid to do it. Now, some people 
voted to impeach him, and mostly Republicans said, no, no, let the voters decide this November. And remember, that was that was that was a really important uh, talking point, a really important view of the Republicans was that the Democrats were taking this choice out of voters' hands and that they they should let the voters decide. So this book coming up to the election is just that. I mean, it is it, it shows you exactly who did what to whom, when and how um, in, a, in a really dramatic, easy to read, fast paced way. And if you're a voter and you're still wondering what happened, because, you know, remember, remember this stuff happened at, at like a torrential pace. It was just unbelievable. But here's the book that lays it out for you. And, and, and this, this is a tool that voters can use to decide for themselves. Kevin Sullivan, Mary Jordan. The book is Trump on Trial, the Investigation, Impeachment, Acquittal and Aftermath. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. And this is Speaking of Writers.